0: We hope you'll enjoy this episode of Women Worth Knowing. Make sure you rate us on your podcast app, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Hi, this is Cheryl Broderson in studio with... Jasmine Allnut. And Jasmine, why are we excited today? We have two Women Worth Knowing live in person. And they were here already once for one episode. That's we right. We get them back one more. That's right. <laughs> and what I really love um, about our guests today, least. It's Patrick and her daughter, Jessica Tonson. is that um, they are writers, authors. Mm-hmm. We love authors because we're both readers. Mm-hmm. But they also have kind of a specialty of writing to let women know mm-hmm. how loved they are by yes. Jesus and let the gifts. I mean, Jessica was telling us about her book last time about mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit and how God it wants to work that into us. So we're really excited to have Elise and her daughter, Jessica in studio. It's a privilege. We thought we'd do one program. It got so exciting. Here yeah, we are on number not, two.
1: Yes. <laughs> a little bit more here. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for having us back yes, again, you. you guys. Oh, are you kidding? This is like so fun. <laughs> and was, Hey, and you know, before we go on, they have their own podcast. Which yes, they do. Nobody said the name of it. Yeah, I and reckon, we'll also put that. it... Um, we will post all of this. We'll post Perfect. all this and what, your what books too. Well, there
1: there are actually two podcasts in play here. Listen, the first one <laughs> is the one that we do with our family: my mom and I, and my brother and my dad. Oh, we sit down every didn't week, it, and brother. it's called Front Porch with the Fitzes. Now, <laughs> listen, it is. Imagine you're at a family dinner and everybody's guard is down and it's kind of a raucous conversation where you might say things that some people who are not in your family would be like, that's inappropriate or like that's over the line. Oh, rude. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just us hanging out with a family. That's the idea of that podcast. So we do it every week. Um, and then at the end of the program, we talk about, um, we give you a good word. We leave you with a devotional mm. to remind you that we're Christians, because I think some people might forget during the podcast. So if that's not your vibe, that is so don't funny. listen to that podcast. The other podcast is for everybody.
2: Okay, So the other podcast <laughs> is a podcast that I do with Pastor Eric Shoemaker, but his name looks like Schumacher, mm-hmm. And it's called The Worthy Book Podcast. And what we do on that podcast is celebrate the value of women. And we do that by interviewing women who are uh, are called and gifted in uh, very unique ways. And so we have them on, we talk to them, uh, we interview them about their faith story, about who was particularly encouraging to them, and then we let them talk about uh, the kinds of things they do. Some of them are in academia, some of them are writing, some of them are in uh, Europe helping uh, refugees. Oh. Um I mean, just seriously, across the board, it's not all women. We've had men on as well who are really wonderful and talk about ways in which they've appreciated the uh, ministry and importance of women for the gospel message.
0: I love that. One of my dad's uh, favorite speakers was Henrietta Mears, Mm. and uh, same thing with Francis uh, um, Schaefer, that they mm. both credited Henrietta Mears with giving him a love for the Bible mm. because of her enthusiasm. Mm. Of course, she's dead, so we'll feature her on our <laughs> program, not yours.
1: <laughs> so you guys have the same podcast, but they're talking about a life, but people. alive. But, and yeah. We do get that. living people every
0: once
2: in a while, well, but the no. same thing. You know, so, your yes. podcast would be harder to do because you actually have to do some research. Well, that's and yeah, do you just let them reading. just
0: talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
2: we just basically find people and let yeah. them talk. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. But I listen to uh, The Front Porch with the Fitzgerald's, mm-hmm. or, or Fitz's. but you know what I like about that is that you can go down and see what topic, and you're yeah. kind of talking about the topics that are the hot topics. Yes, we are. Um, I noticed Ooh. you you were talking about Uvalde and, and mm-hmm. some of these things yeah. that are on people's hearts, yeah. and I think that you're expressing the sentiments that people are, and yeah. sometimes the outrage that people are right. feeling in a family atmosphere that is very safe, and I think you're teaching through that people how to converse in mm-hmm. love yeah. and in kindness, but with mm-hmm. humor, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. to kind of be able to... So nice. Um, Will you do an intro it. for our podcast? That's actually a good point, yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to converse. Right. They don't. Which is we're tough. losing that. And mm-hmm. as we mm-hmm. said before, you've got the vitriol on Facebook that we're reacting instead of conversing. Mm. And conversations are healing. And reactionary uh, you know, uh, reactions, I guess, can be dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. Years ago, my daughter, one of my daughters, was in a program. And she we were sitting knee to knee. It's kind of a counseling thing. And, you know, she's telling me everything I did wrong Mm -hmm. and you have to take ownership or Mm -hmm. she's not going to be healed. And so I was taking ownership and I said, look, I am so sorry. My first reaction is usually not a very good one. And I am so sorry, Mm -hmm. but I promise you my second reaction will be good. Mm -hmm. I can't give you, I can't promise you the first reaction because I'm just a reactor, but I can promise you the second one will be prayed over, filtered and Mm -hmm. come back at you with love. And I, and (laughs) the, The lady who was working between us, she's like, You can't, the counselor, you can't ask for more than that. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, No, that, that's good enough. So, and we've. Yeah great now. Yeah. But that was just one of those things and I think conversations are so healthy Yeah, and we're forgetting that art and sometimes mm-hmm. we just have to hear one. So that's why you should listen oh, whether you're kind. scared or not. I love it. <laughs> do you guys edit later? Or listen, you leave I'm it? the editor and uh, we... And so she comes across really nice I the do. whole time. I do. I'm
1: the only one that sounds sane on the program. Oh, no. Listen, I edit the, my mom's podcast with Eric, the Worthy podcast and I edit ours as well and to edit the front porch it takes, you know, like two hours Hours, <laughs> and to edit theirs, it's like five minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah, because, yeah, totally. But yeah, it, we do disagree. Mm-hmm. And we um, are learning how to talk through that I would leave disagreements I don't edit out disagreements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I think there's one time where it got a little too spicy but <laughs> for the most part I, I mean we do want people to hear this is yeah. how families interact and it's okay to disagree um yes it's good. it's okay to have different ideas um as long as we're centering on the one thing that really binds us together and, and mm-hmm. if
0: the church would do that yes again because we are a conglomeration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of different cultures and different ideas and different concepts, and um, we come to the gospel, and that's mm-hmm. what sinners us because we're family, mm-hmm. and we do talk and we disagree agreeably and go away loving each other mm-hmm. just as much as as ever. You know, wasn't it um, Ruth Graham Bell who said, "If two people agree." on everything, one of them's not necessary. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
1: right. If you're always agreeing with everybody, you're like either in a cult or you're brainwashed. That's, brainwashed. Right? Like, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we're about. right? Love that. We, we, now that? everyone's going to be listening to it, don't you they're yeah, like, know? They're like, where is that? we are got to find that. Us.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, right. And I think, too, for us, like God has gifted us as women all differently. That's right. But he's gifted all of his children differently and given us different perspectives. So it is a good thing to learn from each other and Absolutely. hear each other. Yes. Learn how to quiet our own egos and hear what someone else has to say. uh, That's a good thing for us. I love that. Especially though I'm always right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Elise, going (laughs) back to the worthy podcast and you wrote um, the worthy book, which is excellent uh, with um, Eric shoemaker shoemaker. Okay. And, or Schumacher? is shoemaker. shoemaker. Oh, I'm so glad. Is so it, he's a tailor. Is it C H? Is that we, we just it call him yeah. Eric yes. Taylor? No, I'm just yes. kidding. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. yes. We like, yeah. How did you meet um, Eric and begin your uh, co-writing? Yeah, um, actually, getting back to the front porch with the Fitzes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Eric had posted uh, a list of things that women did who were the first people to do it in right. the scripture. And that's in the book, too. And that's in the, in the book. In the appendix. Uh. Excellent. And uh, I, saw appendix? On, <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, we should have him on our podcast. So then we had him on the podcast. And I said, Eric, this is really good mm-hmm. stuff. You should write a book. And he said, yeah, let's. Wow. And that's where it came from. That's the worthy book? Or no, you yes, wrote a book. No, be- that's the worthy book. Wow that that uh, so the book came out of the front porch with the Fitz's conversation. Wow. Um, where mm-hmm. I said, Eric, you should write a book and he said, Yes, let's. And then after the worthy book, we've just released a book called Jesus and Gender. Right, I saw living that. Living as sisters and brothers in Christ. Oh, that
1: sounds so good. And
2: we don't talk very much at all in the book about the transgender movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is really about, uh, okay, so we've seen all the things that women can do in Scripture, and then it answers the question, so what?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How should that work in our churches? And what we don't do is come off. Saying, okay, this is what you must believe. Mm. We do not do that. What we say is, wherever you believe power resides in mm. the church or in the home, great. Do with that power what Jesus did, which is give it away. Mm. So, if the basic premise of that book is, if you're asking the
0: question, who gets to be boss, you've already lost. Mm. Excellent. I just read Andy Crouch's book on power. I can't remember the name. Uh, something Lion. But anyway, it was so good. But he was saying that we're given power for the purpose of flourishing. Yeah. And it's when That's you good. give away yeah. power yeah. to allow others to flourish. And it's a great um, – it's it's kind of like one, um, I would say, one uh, kind of thesis after another throughout mm-hmm. the book. Um, really Excellent, really mm-hmm. interesting book, but I love that mm-hmm. I did part. So at least getting back to, um, so when you got saved, you were kind of drawn into uh, counseling. Well, I didn't get really drawn into counseling
2: until I had been saved um, about three decades. Okay. Oh, wow. Two? No, okay. take that back. Um,
0: <laughs> decades are hard after a while. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, you know, it's been, it's been you as many as I, can, yeah. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> so uh, I got saved in 1971. I didn't take counseling training until about, about 1985. Okay. But the reason that I was taking that training was because I always found myself in the position of people coming to me and asking for help. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Bible, Jesus, I don't know. So um, so I, I got training in counseling because uh, I was continually being asked for help, mm. particularly by women in my congregation. Uh, mm. So that's when I started that training was really as a, response to the fact that I didn't think that, as I looked around in my context, I didn't see a lot of people who had good answers, Mm -hmm. particularly for women.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so women would come and say, this is what's going on in my marriage. And basically, they're told to go pray or something. And Mm -hmm. I'm, "Mm, there's got to be better
0: answers than that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started the counseling training. Can we talk for a second just about some of the books in the 70s that came out for women? Mm. And one would be like The Total Woman, right? Mm. Another one would be, these are these are bad words, oh, okay. okay? I'm just like, saying, they're bad Christian books. Uh, <laughs> another one would be, um, Why Should I Be the First to Change? Um, another one was, um, and I I don't put down the women who did these, and I know there were some women who felt like, They were helped by it. And there was one other one that I'm blanking on, but I knew. Um, But some of these books, they they did, as you're saying, oh, 25 things that um, women wish men knew about them written by a man. What? Yes. (laughs) I won't say the authors because they're known in this room. And probably by our listeners. But the idea is, you know, like, shouldn't a woman be saying those things that she'd like men to know? Yeah. I, oh my God. And so that's really great. I, and I'm, I'm taking from different kind of movements. I mean, you've got one that's really extreme and then you've got the other, which was very accepted by the conservatives. And one that was like, you know, you kept in your bottom drawer under your lingerie and kind of you know, looked at every once in a while. But but these books again, they're kind of exactly what we're talking about. They're they were a type of um what do you almost a a categorizing Mm -hmm. of, of women. And like, look if you're Eve Be Eve. You know, if you're, you know, (laughs) if you're Eve, be Eve. You know, I mean,
2: they almost. (laughs) I wish everybody who's listening could could see see
0: her face (laughs) while she does this. She's acting out the book. I do. I do. You know, it's so funny because, you know, I. You, I forget myself when I do these things. I teach Sunday school too. Yeah. So it's, oh, well, there it's you go. It's part of that. Yeah, yeah that's part of that. Say no more. Yes, exactly. Um, if you don't make a face, they're like, you can't do Botox and Sunday school. It just wouldn't work. Okay? Oh <laughs> that should, should be the know. title of a book. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. can't do Botox and Sunday school. you free to write but, that one down. But, you know, loyalty. some of these books, yeah. and I think that we're kind of living, and even the purity seminars that we have, yeah. which I loved. you know, as a mom, you want your girl to know isn't this beautiful? Isn't this wonderful? Cuz we're scared. We're scared right. as moms and you know again reactionary we're afraid mm-hmm. and these things come out and we had we had one we had one purity seminar at our church and three of the women who put it on got pregnant out of wedlock We're like, "Well, maybe that's not working oh, for us." Oh my god. <laughs> maybe that's not working for us. And and I I saw you know, I wanted it to have good fruit. Right. I wanted it to have good fruit. And I saw them just kind of become something other than.
1: Yeah. We were talking about this on the way up here. Like fear doesn't fear doesn't change hearts. That's right. I mean, it might change outward behavior for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that purity mo- movement was driven by fear. It really was. And that doesn't change your heart. Like, right. What changes your heart is to know that you are the beloved. Exactly. That was your identity. Mm-hmm. Worthy. You're worthy. You're the (laughs) beloved. That's your identity, regardless of what's going on in your situation. Mm -hmm. And the church did a real disservice (laughs) Mm -hmm. with the purity movement and with the things that were taught in the purity movement, which were essentially that the women were the seductress. Right. That was really taught in the purity movement Mm -hmm. that women needed to cover it all up. Yeah. That somehow if you were
0: covered head to toe, that a guy would not, you know. Well, our purities, because we were Calvary, was a little different. The men were predators, so cover up. Yeah. So it was instead— Either way, it's bad. It is. It is. (laughs) You know, you're like looking at everyone, you know, like, you know, that guy looked at me and I just gave him a dirty look, Mom. You're like, oh, good girl. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Part of the purity movement, too, was really a prosperity gospel, Mm. which is if you— do not uh, if if you live the pure life before you're married, mm. then that guarantees you a good marriage and particularly a great sex life. That's really oh, fascinating. And yeah, and is, your husband won't ever cheat on you. Yeah, right, right. right. And you know if your pro- if your husband has problems, it's because you're not doing the right, right, right. X Y Z. Yeah, and it's really a prosperity gospel. That's interesting. It's. it's you do these things, and then uh, the great marriage god in the sky will give you mm. a, a great marriage because you've been you've yeah. been good and you deserve it. Mm. Now I also
0: see it as a reaction again, a reactionary movement against um the girls who felt uh, we had one woman in our church who was really big on it, and she started dressing more and more um, uh, modest but mm-hmm. when I say modest extreme, like mm-hmm. gloves, yeah boots socks hats scarves because she didn't want any part of her body to show and well, um she and i i said to her what's going on because she wanted to write a pamphlet on modesty, and she these beautiful girls in our church who couldn't help being beautiful and were not at all seductive but just precious she started rebuking them taking them aside so i took her aside and said okay what's going on here and what she said is that she had been so loose in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what mm-hmm. she did is it was a rebound effect. Mm-hmm. And I see that with the purity, too. It's a rebound. I had a terrible experience. Yeah. I was used. I mm-hmm. was, you know molested or I was, you know had this bad experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want my daughter mm-hmm. to have this experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was like the reactionary rebound. I do not want them to go through any of what Mm -hmm. I went through. Mm -hmm. And so I see that, too, as well. I can see totally the prosperity, too. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe the moms who brought their daughters there sometimes were like, I don't want them to go through what I went through. Mm -hmm.
2: And part also of the results of that kind of teaching, which is that, you know, women uh, should dress modestly because men struggle with lust— therefore women are seductresses, part of what happens with that teaching is abuse. Yes. So you begin mm, yep. to yep. look at yep. women as they are objectified. So then it's okay for guys, 65% of the men in the Christian church wa- admit to watching pornography regularly. Mm. So if you've got this culture where women are objectified – and where they have already been blamed for uh, men's lust, then you're going to have abuse. Because, you know, any person that is completely other than you, she's a seductress, I'm a godly person, then it becomes easy to abuse that person, Mm -hmm. to take Mm -hmm. advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And to my way of thinking, part of the horrible thing that we've seen happened in, happen in the church these days is that men have been taught that women are seductresses and that they have this problem with lust that they can't help, yeah. and women are mm. not actually human, therefore, it's okay.
0: Mm. And you know, every society—we um, we talked about David Brainerd mm. earlier in one of the podcasts— and he was evangelizing the Indians and uh, he was hated by the Plymouth Company because the Plymouth Company wanted to take their lands. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is they called the – well, first of all, they called them Indians, the American natives instead of um, – and they called them savages because mm-hmm. the savage is inhuman and right, therefore right. – and that's part of the thing that's of nice. calling a baby a fetus because then you don't have to feel guilt – Taking the life of a fetus because it's inhuman. And, yeah. and Hitler did the same thing with the Jews. He mm-hmm. called them vermin. And so once you categorize or mm-hmm. label or mm-hmm. in, in order to dehumanize, yeah. you can take advantage. Right. Looking at people as the other.
1: Right. Right. Instead of identifying with people in their circumstances. So right. even if you're looking at a man as just a predator right that that's, is that's the Yeah, the man that's right. so for us mm-hmm. to look at each other as brothers and sisters right in your book brothers and sisters part that's of the great. same family um in mutual submission mutual love mutual care for each other um otherwise that power dynamic whatever the power dynamic is is going to be
0: a problem mm. mm-hmm. that's really really good that's oh she brought her Bible, oh, and she hey, said, I might just Bible. open it. I like it. <laughs> it's, oh, time. It's, it's time. It's <laughs> time. It's time. Just, Paul, what means
2: to adopt the same attitude right. as that of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited.
0: Mm-hmm. exploited mm-hmm. Good word. That's, okay, that's yeah. a great word. Mm-hmm. So
2: if you, if you believe that... Uh, Certain people in your context should have the power, the authority. Mm. You're not allowed to exploit it. Mm. Amen. Yeah. You're not allowed. And why? Because Jesus Christ, who had all the authority Mm. and all the power, Mm -hmm. didn't exploit it. Instead,
0: he emptied himself. Mm. Mm. Amen. That's a John 13. Yeah. You know, yeah, moment yeah. too, where he washes it, the disciples' yeah. feet. Well, and Peter even says, "Don't lord it over the flock right.
2: of God." Like, right. never, yeah, yeah. right. You are saying with your power. Right. So. Mm-hmm. so, if you otherize people,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then as soon as you do that, then they become prey, mm. Mm. and you can do anything you want with them. You can enslave them. Mm. You can abuse them. Mm. You can lie about them. Cheat them. De- cheat them. Mm. You can denigrate them. Mm-hmm. You can tell them they're not allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what always happens interesting yeah and then the person who has been otherized if that person tries to speak then you can classify that person
0: as a feminist or um and whatever yeah and we're talking about women right now but what you're saying and i love this is you're making it very broad you're you're bringing it out to the whole body of christ we're not allowed to otherwise mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a right. human to, nature issue. Right. More than we're to it's see, rooted in human nature. Yeah. Right. And we're to see everyone as imago Dale, You know, yeah. you yeah. were made in the image of God, which is fascinating. Yes. I want to switch to slight topics right now because I want to know, um, you know, Jessica, obviously you grew up. When... Were you able to really fellowship with your mom? Because you've got a great dynamic of fellowship and yeah, friendship, and that's close. something that is so special. Yeah. And I think that's something that women are hungry for, and you know, it, for the family dynamic. So let me know a little bit about that. Okay, sorry, at least just no, I want to know. So, backing up a little
1: bit, obviously grew up, we in a very strict home this will sort of tie into my coming to faith story it, right mom you would agree with that like yes. we were very much about the rules and about you know every time the church doors were open we were there mm. right you know sunday morning sunday night wednesday right like it, it was built into our family and it was very much about following the rules and uh, you know when i was in kindergarten i won miss christian character That's a big deal. It's the only word I've ever won, (laughs) so I always want to bring it up. Um, (laughs) One Miss Christian character learned from a really early age that what was required of me was to act like the good girl. And so I did that with everything in me. I went on missions trips with my high school years, you know, did all of these things and um, went so far as to go to Bible college right out of high school. Mm. But I knew I wasn't a Christian. like I wow. knew I didn't love God. Wow. I loved everybody thinking I was good. That's mm. what I loved. And uh, so you lo- you weren't bitter at your family about this. you' not like, really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wanted, I mean, we have a very strong, fun family, mm. and I wanted. I wanted their approval. I right. also, alternately, though, you know, when everybody thinks I'm doing really great, no one's going to look into my life mm-hmm. or what I'm doing. So, but it served two purposes. Right. Um, and when I was in Bible college, uh, before prayer, one time, we had mandatory prayer. Nothing like making you want to talk to Jesus, like making it oh, mandatory. Yeah. Mandatory oh, my prayer. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, during one of those times, though, I remember very distinctly. I'm going to say I heard the verse, voice of God. It wasn't audible. In my spirit, I had this stirring that all of my goodness wasn't good enough. Wow. Mm-hmm. That I needed That's the goodness it. of Jesus Christ placed over my life. So I got saved in Bible college. Mm-hmm. And I think that as my mom and I have both grown in the gospel, grown in our identity as the beloved, grown in knowing that my identity doesn't come from her approval of me. Mm. Nor does my identity come from your success. Right. Mm. As we've both talked about that and learned that and sunk deeper into being rooted and grounded in the love of God because of Christ's work, the more that we've done that, the more we're able to relate because i'm not getting my identity from what she thinks of me because if if i am i'm enslaved to her right i'm enslaved to every look every sigh every everything mm. and if she is in if she is getting her identity from who i am well every failure every Reflection. success yeah every everything is tied up in who she is so as we have learned how to push past those things. Not always, right? Not perfectly. But as we learn to push (laughs) past those things and push deeper into our identity as the beloved, the more we're able to love each other.
0: You know, what you just said is like having a the healthiest smoothie in the world and just (laughs) letting it go down. And I know in, in the book worthy, you touch the identity factor because that's huge. Yeah. But what you've just said is so huge for health. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to rewind and listen to Mm. just that part again, because it's so healthy Mm. about where you get your identity. Yeah. So Mm. much.
2: I think of my anger as a parent. And I think I was really more angry than I was anything. Mm. Um, Really grew out of whether or not I was going to be able to approve of myself as a mother,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if
2: they didn't perform, then I couldn't approve of myself. Mm-hmm. And just getting to the place where I admit, and that's why I said, I I know I, I I failed horribly as a mother, and I don't say that like oh poor me. I just I just recognize that. But it's okay. I've asked for forgiveness, and we both know we're far more sinful than we ever dared believe. Mm. We're far more loved than we ever dared hope. Mm. And that's all we have. Mm-hmm. So she says, nah, I'm not sure. I don't like that." Nah. And
0: fine. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also forgiving. But it, it is really freeing to go back and to tell your children. I am sorry. I was I homeschooled my children. They're still not over it. And, same uh, and same. Same. I, and I was I was a and failure at home yeah, homeschooling, same. and plus i I was same. I was a tattletale mother. <laughs> like I would tattle on their. I remember my husband saying, "Quit tattling on our own children to me. You're <laughs> supposed to be on their side." I'm like, "Oh yeah." But so praise the Lord for the grace. Um, we highly recommend. Um, I can't wait to read. Your books Jessica I'm a reader so I'm very excited and Elise I've read worthy I can't wait to read some more and we're going to post their books i mm-hmm. yeah, will uh, we'll post uh, their websites i'm sorry their podcast sites so you can go to those and we want to thank you again for being our guest i mean we yes. could have gone on for more hours this I was so bring the guys so fun. and
1: do the front porch thing right oh here. my word yes oh listen when, like be... <laughs> when we're
0: dead you guys can talk about us again if oh, you're still alive I, <laughs> well yeah I, <laughs> jasmine might be i don't think but i'm so, gonna live that long <laughs> I'm closer to your mom's age. But thank you again. This is uh, Cheryl Broderson and Jasmine Allnut, Yes. And we want to say thank you again and we hope you enjoyed this half as much as we did yes. because that's big. That's been fun. So, until next week. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Broderson and Jasmine Allnett. For more information on Cheryl, visit CherylBroderson.com or follow her on Instagram or Facebook. You can also follow Jasmine on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If you think there is a woman worth knowing, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at WWK at We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you've subscribed and don't forget to rate us on your podcast app and share it with friends. Thank you again for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Roderson and Jasmine Allnut.